Target Friends Show. What's up, my bloggy friends? Name is Ashley Grant here, and I just wanted to chime in before this episode begins and let you know that this will be just a little bit different than most of the episodes I've shared recently. Instead of talking directly related to blogging, it'll be something indirect. I'm interviewing Stephanie Levitt, who is the founder of Pathways Counseling Services, and we're talking all about mental health and entrepreneurship. So just a quick trigger warning, we will be talking about burnout and suicidal ideation and a lot of other things related to mental health. So just wanted to let you guys know that before this episode begins, but there's a lot of really awesome knowledge bombs and golden nuggets in this episode. So I hope you enjoy the show. Well, um, welcome. And can you do me a favor and tell me what you do? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm Stephanie Levitt with Pathways Counseling Services here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I am a mental health counselor. We have several people here at the office that we all specialize in our unique uh, niche. And for me in particular, I love working with entrepreneurs. So um, I'm excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to have you. So tell me, what exactly does mental health mean? Yeah, m- mental health really is, um, you know, for me, it's a it's a balance of your psychological, your social, uh, your spiritual life. It's really where, um, you know, one affects the other. And so uh, having a good balance of, of all of that and paying attention to all of that is really what mental health is about. When one gets off balance, that's where we tend to see the others. It affects the others as well. So why is it so important that we protect our mental health? Oh, goodness. Well, mental health more than ever. I think with our you know, the daily influences that we have to media, uh, social media, the news, um, just neighbors, even things like, you know, next door, you know, you're seeing constantly day to day, you're being barraged with messages that are scary. And, um, you know, I think that it's really important to keep your mental health in check and to make sure you're doing things to protect your mental health so that you can be you know, you can live your best life and be there and show up for your family, your friends, um, your work. So what does that mean in terms of like as an entrepreneur? What why is it so important or more important for uh, entrepreneurs to protect their mental health? And how, they, how should they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, entrepreneurs, I think, tend to get um pretty focused on our work and we tend to lose sight of uh, the environment around us. So we tend to laser focus. And if, you know, we're all work and no play, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but it's true. And so if entrepreneurs are completely involved in their work and all aspects of their work, and you really need to be um, when you're, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur, um, I can see where the balance is very, very easily gets derailed and um, they tend to forget their their mental health. So I think more than ever, uh, entrepreneurs need to focus on that balance. Now, this wasn't in the questions that I sent you before, but I, I'm kind of curious whenever it comes to to being an entrepreneur, you know, we, we don't have a boss we have to check in with. We don't have um 
a day that we or a time that we clock in. We don't have vacation days. You know, we we're kind of in charge of of all our own things. Do you think that that kind of it negatively impacts our mental health and is what causes us to forget about it? I absolutely do. That's a good, really good point because when you're an entrepreneur, you're working twenty four seven. You don't have vacation days. You don't have PTO days where you can just turn off your phone and relax. And so I do think that that tends to lead um, to working all the time. You're never off. And that can really wear somebody down over time. What would you say is kind of like the best way to for an entrepreneur to keep their mental health in check then? What I have found works and what I work with on my with my clients is really keeping in check, being very mindful of having a balance. So if they notice that the balance, the first step to anything is being aware. If you are aware that the balance is off, you can do something to fix it. If you're not aware that it's off, it's hard to fix. So being being aware that, you know, OK, I've spent, you know, five hours nonstop at, at on work or in the office. I need to go take a break. Maybe I'll go take a walk around the block. Maybe I'll, you know, go grab a coffee at my favorite place. I'll, I'll, you know, talk to my son for a while. Something that really helps someone keep in check of that balance and it's not leaning all towards work and no play. What do you say to the person, though, who says, well, my work is my passion. I'm, I love what I do. Um, how do you convince them that they need to take a break? Yeah, that's a good one. That That's a really good one because I, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, my work is my passion. And so I understand that. Um, I think initially it can be very exciting being an entrepreneur and starting off and having all of these um, roles that you're filling. But eventually, I think that gets wearing and that gets trying. No matter how exciting it is in the beginning, I think after a while, it it wears on people. And again, looking at that balance and looking at, you know, even if it means, you know, half hour a day broken up into different different spots, but you're doing something that, um, you know, even giving yourself permission to have the time and not guilting yourself of, oh, I should really be doing something, you know, giving yourself five minutes, you know, you got to take a shower anyway, do it mindfully, do a mindfulness while you're in the shower. Me taking care of yourself like that, rather than having those worry thoughts going in the shower constantly going through your mind, you know, might as well take that moment to do a mindfulness. That makes sense. Um, Dr. Nakisha Hammond, she's a psychologist based in uh, Brandon, Florida. And one of the things that she used to say to me all the time is you need to take a five minute vacation. It doesn't mean you have to go anywhere. It doesn't mean you have to spend any money. Just just sit down and take five minutes to you that belongs to just you. Yes. Absolutely. And again, giving yourself permission, because where I find a lot of entrepreneurs get in trouble is they start shooting on themselves. And so they say, I should be doing something. I should not be sitting here and doing nothing. And it's really not about doing nothing. It's about taking that five minute mindfulness break. Maybe you do a a quick gratitude, a gratitude journal, or maybe you just list gratitude in your mind. Because when you're doing that, you're focusing on the present moment, what you're grateful for. And it's a mini mental vacation. Would you say that that's kind of like necessary and we should reframe the guilt that we feel of, of shooting all over ourselves? But should we should we reframe that guilt as I'm taking this five minutes so that I can be better for my job? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I gave myself those five minutes. So you got to catch yourself when you go down that road and you start saying, I should, I should be doing something. I should, I shouldn't be just sitting here because most entrepreneurs, I think, feel that guilt, at least initially when they're not used to just taking a little break. So, I've heard it, I, I don't have children myself, but I, I've, I've I've often heard it akin to that mom guilt that you feel like you should be with your kids at all times. You should be working on, you know, taking care of the house or whatever. But it's the same whenever your business is your baby, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, if you have kids and you're an entrepreneur, that's that's another that's like a double whammy. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's guilt upon guilt upon guilt. So you really have to give yourself a break when you're on vacation. You need to really say, I mean, I say to myself, I am taking this day and I'm not checking my phone. I give myself permission to be present with my son, be present with my family, and I'm not going to check the phone. You know, something that you said kind of triggered a a memory. Uh, There's a huge YouTuber I follow and his name is Mr. Beast. I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, he's, He's famous for saying that he will work to the point of burnout intentionally because he loves to give in to the urge of just working until he's like exhausted. Then once he burns out, he'll spend a couple of days recharging and then he goes right back to work. What do you think about someone like that who intentionally is giving into those urges? That's interesting. Well, I think that the fact that he acknowledges what he's doing and he points it out and he's mindful of what he's doing gives him permission to do it the way he wants to do it. And so that's what works for him. And everybody has a different idea of what works for them. One person's balance may be very different than another person's balance. And so if that's his version of what's working for him and that's his balance, by all means, I'd say go for it. It's working for him. I'm so glad you said that because so many psychologists that I have spoken with or counselors that I've spoken with in the past, they all seem to put everything into boxes. And mm-hmm. and that's not how humans are. We're not in boxes. We're completely different individuals. That's what gives us our humanity. <laughs> Absolutely. And that would be the opposite of balance if we put it in a box. We said it's right versus wrong. That would be the opposite of balance. And so 100 percent. Yeah. If if. If you find what works for you and that fulfills you, then that's it. Like you found your secret sauce and maybe in five years it won't work for you anymore. And then you you switch it around. As long as you're doing what your definition of self-care is, that's all that really needs to to, to happen. So it's almost giving yourself mental check-ins. Like you're, you're asking yourself regularly, how am I feeling? It is. It is. It is absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you're giving us permission to talk to ourselves. Then. <laughs> Go, talk away. <laughs> and then you know what they say, if you're if you're talking to yourself as an entrepreneur, that's considered a staff meeting. Oh, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so uh, so we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, humanity and, and, and individuality and all that stuff. So I'm curious for you, what does self-care mean to you? For me, self-care, again, is really focusing on when I say I'm going to take off, I don't feel that guilt. I really give myself permission to to have that break. And so for me, the break might be, you know, sitting, relaxing in my backyard with my cup of coffee and sitting on my lounge chair and watching the noticing the water in the pool, um, chatting with my son, going for a bike ride. We got these new electric scooters that are so much fun. And so I really just um, 
allow myself to have that time, whether it be an hour, whether it be, you know, the morning I'm going to go and, and do something that I enjoy. And it could be anything. It could be a hobby. It could be a jur- journaling. Some people may enjoy getting a massage. Some people for self-care may enjoy a mindfulness. Whatever it is that does it for you, as long as you do it with the presence of mind of I'm going to allow myself this time and you work on that piece of it, then you're you're taking care of yourself. Now, whenever it comes to those those mental check-ins, what kind of signs should we be looking for that tells us, hey, I need to take a break? I'd say if you notice exhaustion, fatigue, um, if you notice that your mood has changed, if you may be a little shorter with colleagues, uh, maybe a little shorter with friends, with your family, all of those are good. If you're getting sick a lot, your immune system may be lowered. Um, I think all of those are really good signs that you need a break. If you find yourself, you know, ruminating at night and you're waking up and you're having a hard time going to sleep and you have worry thoughts, all of those can be signs that you need some, maybe some time to just take a break. Yeah, that that all sounds really good. I mean, I know for me personally, it's when I get resentful of my clients. Yeah. And so it's so funny because like you love what you do, you love showing up, but then you're like, I don't want to talk to this guy. And it's kind of just like, well, it's probably because I need a moment for me. I hope you've had your moments because you seem like you're enjoying talking to me. So, <laughs> oh, yes, I love talking. I love talking like crazy. So uh, I could just do this all day. Like if it was up to me, I would probably just like, do interviews all day and have them all transcribed but that's that's not really how writer's life works i don't know it could be you have a very good radio voice and a very good conversation flowing so i'm enjoying it yeah i I enjoy that thank you so much (laughs) so um let's uh kind of steer the conversation back in your opinion can mental health care improve your chances of success in business oh absolutely Absolutely. Because just like you said, when you start, when you notice you're starting to feel a little bit resentful, and I'm sure it's not about the client, it's just that you need a break. Um, it, you know, you're not going to show up as your best self. If I don't have enough sleep and I'm busy, you know, staying up till 1 a.m. working on my business, there's no way I could be a good therapist for somebody the next day. There's just no way I'm going to be crabby. I'm going to be cranky. At the end of the day, I'm a person too. And so I, I absolutely, you're going to be 100% better for everybody that you know, everybody's life that you touch in business, in in pleasure, you know, your family, your friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because um, Denise Duffield Thomas, she's a, she's a money mindset coach. And previously in a like a past life, she was also a life coach. And when she was life coaching, she said that she would stack her appointments to the point where sometimes she wouldn't even have time to pee. And I'm like... No wonder you got so burnt out. You didn't have time to eat. You didn't have time to even look at your husband. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it can kind of impact all of your all of your life. It really can. And I do think that that's um, something that maybe a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, have have done and maybe sometimes still do. <laughs> I I don't share that usually very often. But, you know, I, I do it with the 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 wherewithal and the knowing that I'm out of here, you know, it's it, six o'clock, my last client, I'm going home and I'm going to go and just zone out. I'm going to have my night and I'm going to be with my family. And, you know, that'll be my time. Kind of like what Mr. Beast said, that he works, 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 and then he, he takes a break. 
So that works for me. I like that. (laughs) And it's kind of refreshing to hear um, a a mental health professional talk like that because, you know, we kind of forget that they're constantly having to empty their cup every single day for for giving it to everyone else. So, yeah, you need to refill your own cup because you can't give from an empty one. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, that's a very good point. So at what point when you're trying to take care of your mental health, do you think that we can't do it enough on our own and we should seek out mental health support? You know, I, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a therapist. I really think that the healthiest people have somebody to talk to. And sometimes you don't want to talk to your family or your friends or, you know, sometimes your family remembers, you know, maybe you're having a, problem with your relationship or your spouse or whatnot your family holds that grudge and you just want a neutral party or you want somebody to kind of help give you some insight and so I don't think necessarily people have to you know hit rock bottom to go and seek out mental health I think the healthiest people do have coaches um, mental health practitioners in their life and they regularly I have plenty of people who come in who just want a monthly checkup they come in and they just want to make sure that they're balanced and there's nothing that they're, you know, not seeing that maybe they could use a little or they just for their personal growth. Um, but if you do find yourself um, where, you know, you you feel like this, this is something I really need help with. Perhaps, you know, you feel like your mood has changed. Um, you're not as fun anymore. Maybe people say what's wrong. Uh, you notice that you have a negative view versus you know, your your positive or at least neutral view on things. That might those all might be signs that your mental health needs a little, you know, a little pick me up. And it might be helpful to talk to someone. I like that you specifically called it a checkup because the biggest thing for me is mental health should be treated just like any other kind of form of health care. You know, we we go to the doctor to get checkups, we get physicals every year, that kind of thing. So why not make sure that we're also checking in? I mean, heck, we even do checkups on our car. So why can't we do a checkup on our brain and our heart? (laughs) Right. Exactly. A little tune-up. Yeah, I like that. Um, So if entrepreneurs need mental health, how should they go about seeking a professional to help them? Well, one good way are referrals or, you know, just getting online and doing a little bit of research and finding somebody that seems to be a good fit. Uh, You can look up somebody who, you know, maybe has a similar philosophy, maybe has good reviews is a good place to start and then call the office and see if the person that you're speaking with, it seems to flow. It seems to be a good fit. Um, If the practitioner and the the therapist that you're going to be seeing, um, you know, has a similar maybe value system or maybe perhaps they specialize uh, in seeing entrepreneurs, that would be a good way to start. Yeah, I've often said that it's a lot like dating. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, because you you seriously are not going to find the perfect one right off the bat. I mean, I know that whenever I was looking for my own therapist, um, I, I went through several where I was like, nope, not it. <laughs> exactly. It's it, it, it takes a few sometimes. And sometimes you get lucky. And right away, you know that person's a match for you. It's a fit. But sometimes you don't. And it takes a few to, um, you know, experiment. And find somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean mental health failed you or the mental health professionals, they failed you. It's just you got to find your your match, just like you said. Well, and speaking of, it's okay to break up with your therapist, too. You can find a new one if you're not happy. If you're not 
feeling like they're connecting with you and helping you with what you need. Uh, this is actually something I was just talking to um, someone recently about. She is she's a, a in her 60s. And she wanted to have a therapist and the person that they matched her with was a young uh, 30-something year old. And she was fearful that this young woman would not be able to understand what a woman in her 60s was going through. And so I kind of just told her, I'm like, well, if you don't like it, find a new one. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And we understand that as professionals. We understand we're not going to be the right fit for every single person that walks through the doors. And we we don't take that to heart. We we understand that, you know, people are here to find what's going to work for them. And if it doesn't work for them, then you got to find somebody who does match. I agree completely. One thousand percent. So now let's say we're we're in a situation, you know, the the entrepreneur is in a startup. And they want to see a mental health professional, but at this moment, they can't find it in the budget. What would you recommend that they do? Yeah, yeah. Um, There are some resources out there that, you know, that can be free. So that is one way to go. They can also do some work on their own. There's a lot of really good self-help books out there that kind of get the ball rolling, um, especially, you know, maybe looking up something where it's an entrepreneur, um, you know, written by an entrepreneur, how to balance your life. So some psychoeducation and self-help books are a good way to start. Makes you also feel that you're not alone uh, by reading that, you know, this was also someone else's experience. Um, talking to friends and family, if you have that kind of relationship, um, other entrepreneurs that might be going through a similar experience. Uh, taking up a mindfulness practice. And that's something that you can just do right away. There's plenty of free apps out there that are mindfulness-based apps, um, and they're great. And if you just start that, do five to 10 minutes a day, people start knowing that just by taking that action sometimes helps them feel better and get out of that rut. And honestly, at some point, though, if you do decide that you really do need to talk to somebody, you kind of just have to budget for it. That That's honestly my opinion, because you know, there's only so much you can do for free. And if you if you kind of get to that point where you're like, I I just I can't I can't do this by myself. You know, it's it's having that support that just makes all the difference. It does. It does. And it may not be that you have to do it forever. You can maybe budget for, you know, four visits and then re, you know, readdress. How am I feeling? Maybe I can go once every other week, somehow get it in. And that might mean, you know, maybe you have to eat out one less time for a week or something like that but you know but yeah it's it's worth it absolutely i agree a thousand percent um i'm a a huge advocate for for mental health care and i think that it is so important that people really like remember that they have to prioritize themselves because if you're not then you're not going to do anybody any good right absolutely (laughs) so where can people find you online they can find us at Pathways Counseling Services. So if you just look up our name and it's www.pathwayscounselingsvcs.com. We're located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we are right there online. Hop on Google and uh, hopefully we can meet your needs. Yeah, I don't know um, if you and I actually ever discussed this, um, but the reason that I'm so passionate about mental health care is because I am actually a survivor of suicide 
my father um, committed suicide a couple days after Christmas in 2016. So, um, so I'm forever saying like, if you need a therapist, go get one, <laughs> please. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's why I'm like, all right, give me all the self-help books. Give me all the people yeah. I can talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And you hear about it more and more, you know, yeah. you hear about it with, with kids now and no. a lot more than you ever did before. And that's just horrid. Sometimes yeah. My son's school even the year before he got there uh in sixth grade the year before um committed suicide a girl and in eighth grade it's just it's just awful it's yeah like more and more so yeah yeah and of course it doesn't help all the you know the trauma that they're enduring with um not just school shootings but the the bullying online and, and the social media and the the belief that you have to keep up with a certain level absolutely in the social yeah. media we never had that as, yeah as, thank as, god <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's some stuff I'm glad is nowhere to be seen. Oh, I know. Me too. I'm glad we didn't even have cell phones, to be honest with you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think in high school, I, I had the Nokia, the uh, the paperweight. Yeah. So. Yeah. We had beepers. Oh, I'm how old I am. <laughs> that's funny i've heard that those are making a comeback though which is hilarious to me everything makes a comeback <laughs> yeah well like uh, right now target is selling a bunch of stuff that was like huge in the 90s like the bucket hats and the spaghetti straps dresses and the uh the clog shoes like and even the butterfly clips like even those are coming back oh how funny oh my god I, I didn't know i was gonna feel this old this fast but here we are i know before you know it yeah well, um, so I know you probably got to get going. So I just want to uh, kind of wrap things up. But is there anything that I didn't ask you, you really think I should or something that you really want to make sure it gets out about mental health care? Not, not necessarily. Um, you know, I do. I do think that it's more accepted that I that I see mental health care seems to be more accepted on the East Coast and the West Coast. And so I do notice that, whereas we have a lot of Midwesterners that come to Arizona and mental health, really, there's more of a stigma around it, um, such that, you know, you really need to be, quote, crazy or really, you know, in trouble if you are, you know, seeking mental health. And so I do see a lot of like children of parents who have come from the Midwest. And that seems to be a bit more of a stigma. And, you know, I just want to let everyone know that, you know, the healthiest of people, the healthiest of people check in, they check in, you know, they, they may have somebody at the gym that they go and they see that helps them through exercising, or, you know, they may go to the gym on their own. And it's really no different. They have a coach, a life coach, they have a therapist, um, you know, if you have the resources, great. If you don't, you know, checking in with your mental health and trying to to do self-care and reading books on it can also work as well. But just trying to remove the stigma um, that comes, you know, with mental health and what that means. And it's, you know, I've really seen the healthiest of people have check-ins and see somebody. I, I think that's I think that's critical because, I mean, we really need to normalize mental health care. We do. Absolutely. And that's why I'm so glad you were here with me today. Thank you so much for everything you've said. Thank you. I've enjoyed talking to you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, my bloggy friends, I hope you enjoyed all the insights our guests had to share with you. To get the show notes for this and all episodes, go over to famousashleygrant.com backslash podcast. 
And until next time, may your page fees be high and your bounce rate be low.